All right, so insomnia thought number 176 that I had last night instead of sleeping. I like chicken wings more than I like the band wings, but I think I prefer the singer meatloaf to the food, but not by much. You guys, I am so tired. Welcome to the Atomic Skull Podcast. My name is Matthew, and I have this ex-girlfriend who... Even though you can't see it, I'm going to do one of those obnoxious air quote things. But I have this ex-girlfriend who, air quotes, doesn't hate me. And she and I are, I mean, I guess it depends on the day. We dated for a very few intense months sometime in the early 1940s. And we have a very storied history full of twists and turns that I don't really have the emotional fortitude to get into right now. But she and I are, more air quotes, fine, and we talk. This whole thing isn't about her, which would probably kill her to hear, but she and I have talked about this thing that I do called an accidental flex, where I say something that isn't meant to sound like I'm bragging, but it definitely comes out that way. I want to start the show with a public service announcement, and the more I've thought about it, the more it might be seen as a bit of an accidental flex, but I can assure you that that is not the desired effect. I'm just trying to talk a little shit, like I do, but what I want to say is this, and you tell me if there is a flex hidden in here somewhere. I am starting to get a little bored of women specifically shaking their asses on Instagram. Hold on, fellas and lesbians. I'm not at all saying that it needs to go away forever and never come back. I'm just asking, maybe suggesting, could we add a little bit of alternative options to the palette? I follow a ton of hot, tattooed goth girls on Instagram, and they all have an OnlyFans. No shade on that. Get your money, ladies but they all have that same like twerky cheeks clapping move where it looks like their ass is applauding me just for scrolling through Instagram. And my thought every single time I see that lately, which is often, is all these beautiful women showcasing the merchandise and all you got is the exact same move in different hoe shorts. And if you're thinking, oh, he's just not a butt guy, you would be wrong. I call myself a KFC man. I like legs, thighs, breasts, the whole fucking bucket. Here's the part where the accidental flex comes in. I think there's a lot of lonely men out there who can be mesmerized by a 45 second clip of women spreading the jelly. But I've actually pulled a weird amount of snooch for someone who likes Star Trek The Next Generation as much as I do. You didn't think you were going to get out of this episode without getting your Next Generation Fact of the Week, did you? Just try to control your ovaries while I tell you this one, ladies. In Star Trek The Next Generation, on the Enterprise D, different uniform colors represent different divisions of the ship. If a member of the crew is wearing a blue uniform, they're part of the medical or sciences team. If they're wearing gold, well, they say it's gold, but it's more like the color of baby shit if the baby ate nothing but applesauce and mustard for three days. But the gold uniform represents the operations team, security, engineering, shit like that. And then the red uniform 
is for commanding officers. Unless you're an ensign wearing a red shirt on an away mission, if that's the case, buenas noches. And that's a little something extra for all my fellow Star Trek nerds. But I've got good eyes and I can make you laugh. And I'm told that that has value. And I've dated a lot of women with daddy issues. So I've seen a few things and maybe that has caused me to be a little bored with that one single move. I keep seeing it over and over again. Literally, the last time I saw it, I yawned. No bullshit. I literally fucking yawned. I'm not going to go all Mr. Rogers on you here and suggest seeing less skin. That will never happen on any level. I'm just saying. Maybe the ladies and the few select, well-toned, very attractive gentlemen that I also follow could expand their repertoire just a little bit and shake everything your mama gave you as opposed to just shaking your tail feather. Now, excuse me while I apologize to my mother-in-law twice in this episode. I want to give a shout out to Warner Brothers for eliminating the worry of having to switch streaming apps between watching Guy Fieri eat a big greasy sandwich at a diner, a drive-in, or a dive and re-watching Aquaman for like the 43rd time. Last week, Warner Brothers announced their new Max app, which is going to launch in May, and it combines HBO Max and Discovery Plus, which I will admit are both apps that I use often. And I'm so grateful and excited that I can get 90 Day Fiance and Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn all in one app. I would pay upwards of $200 a year to have that in 4K, which is a good thing because that is exactly how much it costs to the penny. And not only did they announce that big old merger's release date, but lube up because they also butt-fucked everyone with new content announcements literally right up the ass. Let's see if we can do this in a lightning round. They announced yet another Game of Thrones prequel, for those of us who haven't had enough incest in our lives lately, a trailer for the new Penguin show starring Colin Farrell, which looks pretty good, an animated Gremlins series that no one asked for, some sort of Rick and Morty thing that I'm not going to watch, a Big Bang Theory spinoff that's already giving me a headache, some sort of situation where Robert Downey Jr. plays a bunch of different characters, none of which wear a metal suit of any kind, I can promise you that, some sort of vehicle destined to get more acting awards for Kate Winslet, a trailer for the new True Detective series. I cannot recommend True Detective enough, but you can skip season two. And then they announced a Harry Potter TV series that will be a decade long where each season goes through one of the books. I like Harry Potter. I like the movies a lot despite the fact that I think things are getting rebooted a little too quickly these days which shows how much the people in charge of your entertainment love money and hate originality. This in particular I think is actually a good idea. All I ever hear about from muggles is how much the movies leave out from the books. Fine. It is a good way to dive into more detail from the books while taking more of our money. Warner Brothers is now that person who is trying to get you to let them into your bedroom by telling you all the amazing things they're going to do for you once they get in there. It's coming off a little bit thirsty, but I'm also holding out hope that at least a couple of those things aren't going to suck. My dream is to one day have a single screen 
where I can browse through the apps that I'm signed into and see everything everywhere all at once. And not necessarily the movie, like all the stuff. And then I click on something and it'll tell me like, Born Identity brought to you by Netflix or whatever. And that way I don't have to jump from app to app because I'm getting to the point now where I'm so old, I'm falling asleep while looking for something to watch. Speaking of reaching our pelvic floors with announcements, Disney did the same damn shit with Star Wars. All of a sudden, like a bunch of Star Wars stuff is in the works. And I'm going to go Bob Belcher about this whole thing. Yes, I'll be watching it, but I'm going to complain the whole time. The big surprise for me was bringing back Daisy Ridley from the newest trilogy that everyone just adored to no end on the wings of a sarcastic sparrow. Basically to play Obi-Wan Shinobi. And credit where it's due, that joke was written by my beautiful wife, Mrs. What's-Her-Name. All right, let's jump into the Dildo Chronicles, you depraved motherfuckers. I want to start it off with some pure romance for the week. We had a contractor come in to do some electrical work on the store. Nice guy. I signed his paperwork after he finished, and after I signed it, he said to me, on a personal note, I'm looking for those balls on a string that I can cram up my wife. And that right there is the personification of wedded bliss. So any of you craft singles out there who are wishing you were wifed up, I can assure you, it does not get much better. I know that quite often I use the Dildo Chronicle stories to pit men against women by telling you guys about people who come into the store and not knowing which one's worse. Y'all aren't getting tired of that, are you? If you are, that is your tough shit and you can suck my ass because I am 100% about to do that again. I have two stories for you and I don't know which one is worse, but I do think that each of these stories is indicative of the behaviors of men and women. So first, I had a college age dude come into the store and he was sporting like a, I mean, I'm sure he called the thing on his face a mustache, but I don't know if I would go that far. He bought a couple's toy, something that he can use during intercourse, okay? First off, he bought the cheapest version of it that he could, which I will only partly excuse because he's a college kid. He asked me, and this is true, if I could spend an extra five minutes showing him how to put the toy back in its box and make it look unopened so he could use it with different women who would be coming to see him. I've talked about how there's no slut shaming around these parts, and I mean it. That will not change today. But holy shit, was that the sleaziest thing I have seen so far at this job. Like, dude, figure it out yourself at home. Have a little fucking propriety. And then, on top of that, he wasn't going to get any toy cleaner to clean the fucking thing. I told him I would not sell the toy to him unless he got cleaner because it was dangerously unsanitary. He did buy the toy cleaner. Thank God. But I cannot speak as to whether or not he used it. What a fucking sleazebag. As for the woman that I am submitting to the story, she got into a full-on 
verbal altercation with me. Called me names and everything. Because I would not let her bring her child age son into the store. There is a strict no one under 18 policy. Which includes babies, toddlers, and all of that jazz. But this kid was a walking, talking, holding his mom's hand child. And when they walked in, he was interrupting her yelling at me, asking shit like, mommy, what's that? Pointing to one of our biggest butt plugs. What is this woman even thinking doing that? Why would she want to bring him into a dildo store? Take him to a fucking therapist where he belongs. For best of the week, I am 100% giving it to the Super Mario Brothers movie, which I saw on Easter Sunday, and it was a fucking blast. What a good time. There isn't a lot to unpack about the flick itself, but there is a ton to unpack around it. The movie was a nostalgic, funny, and entertaining kids movie. That part is important because it's gotten a few really shitty reviews from critics boy am i doing a lot of those douchey air quotes in this episode but critics who are taking themselves way too seriously for operating movie websites out of their parents basement they're reviewing the movie as art when it's just supposed to be fun how fucking dare a movie do nothing but be fun and make us forget about our shitty lives for a few hours. Am I right? But they are out here comparing the Super Mario Brothers movie to Cinema Presidio. All kids' movies have to do is be fun or moving. Or, in very rare cases, both. This isn't fucking Coppola. It's not Lawrence of Arabia. It was just a good fucking time. It was one of those movies that I wanted to watch again immediately after it ended. What better thing can be said about a movie than that? For those of you who have seen the movie, I gotta talk about what you all know is definitely gonna be the song of the week this week, and that is Peaches by Jack Black. It is on the Atomic Skull Podcast Songs of the Week playlist on Spotify. Even if you haven't seen the movie, the song is fucking great. If you have seen the movie, the song is even better. It is catchy, funny, easy to sing along to, and it is already being called the song of the summer, which I would have no problem with. The best part about it for me is the song is eligible for an Academy Award nomination for Best Original Song next year, and I do think it'll get nominated. There's no way it'll win. There is 0% chance that it is going to win. It's going to be very much like if any of my fellow oldies remember the South Park Bigger, Longer, and Uncut movie, which was an honest-to-goodness South Park musical that was released in theaters in 1999. And there was a song in the movie called Blame Canada that was nominated for an Academy Award. It was performed at the Oscars by the late, great Robin Williams. If it seems weird to you that a song from South Park was nominated for an Oscar, it shouldn't. Don't forget that Trey Parker, who is the co-creator and showrunner for South Park, also wrote Book of Mormon, which is one of the best musicals of the last 20 years. Now, Blame Canada from that movie didn't win. There's no way it would win, but it was pretty awesome to see a comedy song be performed in the middle of an otherwise boring-ass award show. If 
Peaches does get nominated, Jack Black will 100% perform it, and I guarantee you it'll be fucking great. I'm liking Jack Black more and more these days. I never didn't like him. I love Tenacious D, for the record, and School of Rock is a great fucking movie. But especially when he was younger, Jack Black was just too Jack Black all the time, if that makes sense. He was just being himself, which is great and funny, but it's always a little too like in your face for me, for his early stuff. He did one thing really well, but I got tired of it pretty quick, unfortunately. As he's gotten older though, and he's calmed down a little bit, and he's been able to hone it in, he's gotten so much more awesome. He was great in the Jumanji movies because he did something that was the complete opposite of what he usually does. And it was nice to see him have a little bit of range and be funny in more than just that one usual way. And then when he does go full on Jack Black, like he does in the Super Mario Brothers movie, specifically in the song Peaches, which by the way, fun fact, Peaches is a one minute and 53 second song. It has five songwriters, but I don't see him going full on Jack Black quite as often. So when he does now, I love it more than I ever have. He completely steals the show in the movie as Bowser. Everyone in the movie is great, though. Seth Rogen as Donkey Kong is fucking awesome. Keegan-Michael Key, the one from Key and Peele that doesn't direct terrifyingly amazing movies, voices Toad, and he's also fantastic. I literally cannot wait to watch it again. And I came out of that movie on such a Mario high, it made me hate my childhood slightly less for just a little while. The movie had the biggest worldwide opening ever for an animated movie, and I will bet on a sequel being announced before Memorial Day. On a side note, Bonnie Tyler must be making a mint from holding out for a hero being used in kids' movies alone, almost as much as ACDC makes from Thunderstruck being used in watered-down action montages. I love ACDC, do not particularly like Thunderstruck. I grew up as a total hoe for Nintendo, and watching the movie got me horny for Mario. So I fired up my little retro Nintendo system that they sold a few years ago and tried my hand at playing a couple of Mario games. It was the first time I really played video games in a while, but I love video games growing up. I remember buying an OG Nintendo, buying a Super Nintendo, getting a Nintendo 64 for Christmas, and the Mario games on all of those are always Best. These days, as an adult, I like video games as a friend, but I never have time to play them. I started with the OG, the first Super Mario Brothers game when I fired it up just the other day. There was a time, you guys, when I was a kid, and I'm not kidding, where I could literally play some of those levels blindfolded. They were part of my DNA. I tried playing them a few days ago, and I couldn't make it past level 3-1. I got frustrated and a little embarrassed, so I stopped playing the first Mario game. I skipped the second one because we don't really talk about Super Mario Bros. 2, and I started playing Mario 3. I did no fucking better at that. I was so ashamed that I can't play a 40-year-old video game as well as I used to, and then I realized how stupid the idea of that is, 
and I got ashamed for why I was ashamed. And this, you guys, is why my brain is a fucking asshole. So if you see these episodes getting shorter or a week is like skipped altogether, it's because I said, fuck you guys, and I'm playing Nintendo instead of utilizing any kind of creativity. And then I'll be ashamed of that too, which is why I need therapy real, real bad. For worst of the week, we're going to talk about Kid Rock and all of his bullshit. You know what sucks? I liked Kid Rock when he first came around. Devil Without a Cause, which was his first big album, is fucking great. Every song on that bitch smacked when it came out. He had all the right influences. Kid Rock was a little bit country, a little bit rock and roll. He knew hip-hop better than any other mullet-sporting white dude at the time. But it was the money, I think, that changed him. I remember his like third or fourth album after he got famous. He released it simply because the record label offered him a million dollars to release an album. That is literally the definition of selling out. My question about the whole fucking thing is this. Why is anyone even remotely worried about what a beer company stands for? Are you drinking beer because of its branding? or because of the taste. And while we're on the subject of taste, this whole argument could not be happening over a shittier beer. Make no mistake, by the way, Anheuser-Busch knows exactly what they're doing with this whole thing. This is the first time in years that people aren't talking about how shitty their beer is right when it's brought up. I can't understand the idea of wanting to shoot cans of beer just because you're mad at them. It isn't like they put Muammar Gaddafi on the fucking cans. Okay, fine. You think transgender people are weird. Why? Because you don't fucking understand them? And instead of seeking that understanding, you're going to shoot cans of beer that you already paid for? When you talk it out, it makes no fucking sense. They already have your money. I actually have a great story that is pseudo-related to all of this, but it has enough irony for all all of us. About 12 or so years ago, I lived with a gay couple who I loved dearly. I was homeless-ish, and they were kind enough to give me a place to live while I got on my feet, and for that I will be forever grateful. This was right around the time when it was discovered that the owner of Chick-fil-A had given money to anti-gay organizations. One of the boys came home from work and went on a tirade about how he will never eat Chick-fil-A again for the rest of his life because he refuses to let his money go to any hate groups and how he doesn't approve of anyone who eats Chick-fil-A. The food will no longer be allowed in his house and how just thinking about that place makes him sick to his stomach. It was a full-on 10-minute performance. His boyfriend agreed with him 100% and then immediately turned to me and asked me to drive him to the store to get a pack of cigarettes. I agreed and we left. Now, I had taken the cigarette smoker to get cigs literally the day before, so I knew that he didn't actually need them, but the cigarette smoker was my best friend at the time, so naturally, I covered for him. When we got into my car, the first thing the cigarette smoker said to me was, I don't need cigarettes, and I don't want to make my boyfriend mad, but him talking about Chick-fil-A gave me a 
huge craving for it. So if you take me to the drive-thru and we eat it in your car, I'm buying. There are idiots out there who are always going to be pissed off about shit that they don't understand. And unfortunately, instead of trying to understand it, they're going to point a gun at it and shoot it. Luckily, the rest of us are evolving little by little, and we are going to leave those idiots behind, which is right where they fucking belong. I don't think anything bad is going to come of Kid Rock and Travis Tritt giving up drinking beer. I'm not 100% sure of that, but I'm pretty fucking close to 100% sure that no matter what happens, the sun is still going to come up tomorrow. Let me get to a question of the week before I get out of here and turn you guys loose. Many years ago, there was a super fancy traveling Comic-Con that made a stop locally near where I was living. I call it a super fancy Comic-Con because they didn't have very many guests or panels, but the ones they did have were really good. They would always have people from Marvel movies or big name Star Wars peeps, the ones that were really expensive to meet. They were able to pull a lot of nerve royalty that the regular cons couldn't. And the reason why was because the stars that they would get charged an arm and a leg for a photo op or an autograph. And when they came here to where I was, the main guest was none other than my future husband, Chris Evans. So of course I looked into how much it would cost to get a photo op and an autograph with my mans. $250 each. Let me say this fully with the respect that it deserves. $250 for a photo op with Chris Evans and another $250 for an autograph. That is on top of the damn near $100 it would cost just to get you into the building. Now, you would think that that would be an immediate no, but the photo op wasn't just my future husband, Chris Evans. It was my future husband, Chris Evans, with the Captain America shield. Now we're talking. And not only that, but they had a nice little situation where you would actually kind of get your money's worth. You would take the photo and then they would print it out for you on site. A few hours later, you would get in line and Cap himself would sign that same photo for you, which was pretty fucking sweet. I tried putting it out of my mind because I knew that I couldn't swing it, but I couldn't stop thinking about it. Literally was a once in a lifetime situation. I don't remember exactly how I was able to convince myself that I could do it. I think I remember that a couple of months after the whole con, I was getting paid three times in one month and I could just put it on a credit card and write it until then. I don't remember. Obviously it doesn't matter now, But by the time I figured out that I was able to swing it and decided I wanted to do it, the whole thing was sold out. Looking back on it, it was fucking amazing to me that I was ready to drop 250 smackaroos just for a photo op with someone, which I am passing the question on to you guys. What famous person would you pay $250 for a photo op with? And don't tell me no one. We are all star fuckers in some way, shape, or form. There's gotta be someone. Mine is definitely 
Chris Evans. And that is your gold star question of the week. Reach out to me at Atomic Skull Podcast on Instagram. Follow me there if you haven't, by the way. Slide into my DMs. Email me at Atomic Skull Podcast at gmail.com and let's skip the ridiculous answers. I don't want anyone giving me shit like Gary Busey or whatever. For 30 bucks, Gary Busey will show up to your house and make you Pop-Tarts. I'm pretty sure that's a service online that you can purchase at whatever the next version of Cameo is. And that is my cue to get the fuck out of Dodge for this week, you guys. Thank you so much for listening. As always, thank you for responding to the Gold Star questions. I have gotten so much amazing support and feedback for the great episodes that we had with Amir. Such a blast. Can't wait for him to come back for the next list. Thank you for literally every fucking thing that you guys do when it comes to this shit show. I will never stop making it weird by telling you guys how much it means to me. I still get so much crazy good feedback and I'm still having new people reaching out to me and talking to me about the program. It blows my mind. It humbles me, but also somehow inflates my fragile ego to no end. I promise that I am working on the website right now, little by little. The problem is I have no fucking idea what I'm doing. I'm also still working on the trailer for this shit show. See previous excuse. The one or two quick asks that I have for you guys, please, if you haven't yet, Rate this show five stars on Spotify and or Apple Podcasts. I'm really close to reaching a pretty awesome milestone when it comes to five-star reviews, and I'm right on the cusp of it. So if it's one of those things that you guys have been meaning to do but haven't gotten around to it, please make today the day. Obviously, subscribe to the show if you haven't as well. The sauce is in the number of subscribers the show has. And then, of course, Please tell anyone that you think might enjoy the show to come party with us. I've got some amazing things coming up and some really fun ideas. And some of them involve me not ending the episode a drunk mess. So I'm sure you guys will be looking forward to that. Thanks, you guys, for everything. Truly. I hope you are finding whatever your version of happiness is out there where you can get it. Fucking love you guys always. Apologies to my mother-in-law and... How are you doing?